So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type two collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website, snsnapshots.com. So if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project, contact SN Snapshots. Welcome to episode 260 of the S&D Podcast Show. Gang is on here. The gang of the S&D Podcast Show. See what I did there? Because we're going to talk Leo DiCaprio later. Get it? Uh, uh, ha, ha, ha. The gang of... The S&D Podcast Show. Ash, the gang of Ashburn, Virginia. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to an Ashburn, Virginia bar near you soon. Um, S&D Podcast is here. Steven, Danny, Vinny. What's going on, boys? How much? How's it going? No, uh, pretty good. Uh, it's nice to have Danny here. Danny's so excited to, to be on Danny for the first us. segment for the first time in yeah, like four months. Yeah, I don't months. even know what's going on. It's a rare night, so I'll take it. You know what's the best part about the first segment is neither do we. <laughs> we just, this is just flying by the seat of our pants. Can't wait. And the fun part about it is we always, th- since since we always record the other two segments first because we never know with you now, we get to when you re-listen to the show, the you're always at a different weird point in the mech game. Right. <laughs> so it is ten two as you're listening to this. Show. Right. And it just you've started. You've already heard us talk about the the first ten runs they scored. Right. In the, in the so. second segment, we talk about Cano's first home run missile, and and right. Pete getting tagged out at second. I think I don't even know what happened there. Right. And right. now in the first segment, they both have two home runs. It's almost like Inception, which we also already talked about, but you don't know that yet. It's so crazy. Right. Wow. So th- th- thank, you for, uh, thank you for letting me do this, uh, doing the intro, even though we did the, the show already. Uh, so we're going to – we're a whole, I feel bad for Steve having to fix Vin's uh, introing. Yeah, whatever. We'll just welcome you in anyway. You didn't. You decide not to tell us that we were fifty minutes. I, I literally, I literally just found out. So you know how things are so up to the minute. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting so, for yeah. Danny to just, just gonna... fall from the call and just text us and be like, "Well, got the call. Got to go." This yep, is I got the, the dad, the dad light. Yeah, it's gonna be like when Jimmy Kimmel used to say, "We don't have time for Matt Damon." I'm just gonna insure you to every segment we do. Forever right. now. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Everything we do today, we're going to welcome in Danny. I've been sitting here for three hours. Now, who cares? We're going to welcome in him anyway. Take it. Oh, oh boy. boys. I clicked the trending page and it went political. That's not when I went to that. We'll have uh, none of that flips. tonight. <laughs> we will flip right back. Uh, hot seat The Undertaker because Death Valley has the hottest recorded temperature on Earth. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What is happening I, right now? <laughs> I, I saw I saw on Twitter 
so like one of the <laughs> wrestling pages, and they added smiles to the Undertaker's photos. It was the funniest and weirdest thing that I've ever seen. Of like all the Undertakers, and they're like the photo of him not smiling, and then the next fo- photo is him smiling. It's really funny and weird, but it, it cracked me up. Yeah, I'll, I'll send that over to I you guys. I can't not read this. The next headline under death, it says Death Valley may have record recorded one of the Earth's hottest temperatures. Obviously, The Undertaker is quote-unquote from Death Valley. The next headline just says cow farts are not the problem. <laughs> what, is even... what is happening in Death I, Valley? I don't know. Cattle could actually be a climate change solution if we take the science seriously. <laughs> So cattle You're farting could save the planet. <laughs> That's the next Michael Bay movie. <laughs> farting cow save the world. Danny, if you'd like to just hang up now, feel free. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, this is why I'm never on before the first segment." Listen, what happens after nine thirty on the SND podcast when recording always Stay ends up at the beginning yeah. of the show, so you guys get the best time. Right. This is why everyone only listens to 10 minutes of all of our podcasts. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Whatever, oh, 10 minutes is still equivalent to one down, one listen, so we're cool with it. Okay. So, yeah, we're just going through Twitter topics. I love that they have to write the Washington football team every time they talk about the Redskins. Right. It's just so funny to me. I want Good to for talk- them for making history. Shout out to Alex Smith, though. That's what I want to talk about. First, they hired the league's first black team president, Jason Wright. Um, so congrats to them for actually trying to do something. I've We've talked about this with the Rooney Rule for a while. That like There needs to be some uh, you know, pipeline of this. And if maybe you have a team president, that helps and it starts somewhere, you know? Right. Um, so Alex Smith, yeah. Great story, but I want to... Finn, what happened? I didn't really read the story, but I saw you comment so, on it yeah, that so he can't feel farts? his leg. There's a there's a headline what? from an M- NBC Sports News um, in Washington that yeah, said that's a big affiliate down there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up really quick. The headline is Alex Smith's physician says the QB doesn't have full control of his foot, and yeah. basically I I read into the article, and his doctor says. Um, uh-huh. uh, Smith has drop foot, which is why he wears a sleeve and brace on his leg. He can oh, still plant sense. and make throws, but he doesn't have dorsiflexiation, <laughs> the ability to flex his foot while walking and running. So why I'm pretty sure walking and running are football activities, but he's cleared for football activities. Because of the sleeve. How does that make any sense? It's a sleeve. He turns into Spider-Man. <laughs> By the way, Ben, thank you for getting me into that game. It's I play so it almost fun. every night. <laughs> so I'm on the 10th <laughs> time since March. Yeah, That's one you can play forever. Like, you could just keep going and killing the little whatever crime things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's actually, you know what? I'm doing it that way. I'm doing all, like, the side missions and, like, the the... The killing of the guys on the roofs and all that stuff that are shooting at you. Like, I'm doing all of that instead of rushing to the storyline. 
Right. I'm, like, I'm basically I'm 100% in every now. territory except for, like, one right now. Yeah, I'm going to do that after I complete the game. But, yeah, I've been doing more book bag, getting the book bag as I'm going to the storyline. Okay. But, yeah, no, I've done, like, I'm already done with the book bag. So I'm already done with the book bags, the pigeons. Right. All that. I all just that I just stuff. got introduced to that side feature. I'm not doing that anytime soon. But oh yeah. yeah, that's an annoying one. Collecting the pigeons is an annoying one. Yeah, the pigeon one was annoying, but like, if you're just doing it to waste time, it's pretty simple to do. Also. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially uh, because, since, especially because you could just look at the map first and find time out. I'm going that. through the storyline. Since it's my first time going through the storyline, I'm gonna go through it and then go back to everything. Did you get the D- it, the DLCs with it? Oh, okay. Did you get them? There's, cause there's, cause so like after the storyline, there's three other stories. No, yeah, I yeah, I, I purchased the other stories. Okay. Because it was like when you buy it bucks. now, it's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know I, if I, you bought it now, you get the whole thing. Yeah. I've always had it bought, so it was just the re-download for me on all of it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, my yeah, I have those other couple stories as well. And I bought it. It was the package for like twenty bucks, like two weeks ago. I was like, all right, Ben and Steve talk about this game like very awesome and i'm like all right well they're also, right <laughs> th- also since i pre-ordered the tony hawk game on the network it actually gave me the warehouse um that we remember where you're on the half pipe to start and you go down and then you go right through the glass it they gave, gave you that it, like uh as a demo it, it's a demo? two minute nice. literally just ride with tony hawk and just mess around for two minutes I think I had there was like a PS One demo for that game that was like that. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah. I so I got that because it comes out in like two weeks or three weeks. Still, right. uh, oh wow! All right. Didn't realize it was that quick. I turned on the system uh, and I the saw other day Madden and, I, like, and I and I saw Madden's coming out with like a street ball version feature I saw that. this year. Well, very half-assed if they're just bringing it up now. But let's see how it is when we get it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll see about Madden. I don't know. Uh... Well, when you're told, send me the receipt. Your nephew will pay for it. You buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's pretty simple. Right. Um. <laughs> Guess I'm getting the $100 one. <laughs> Whoa. Might as well get the big, might as well get the full version if you're going to Someone else is going to pay for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you... I mean, you probably... Guys haven't been playing... There's a new game out called Fall Guys. Have you seen? Nah. It's like those... It's basically like the little pirate guy things from Mario. It's not affiliated with them, but it looks like those guys. And there's like different... It's like a, one of those Battle Royale games where... Like, but you like... There's like different mazes and different things. It's pretty fun. It's getting pretty. Oh, it's getting pretty popular on Twitter at least, and I've I've been playing that a little what? bit. It's I swear to God, it's what it looks like. The shy guy, whatever that guy that yeah, shy guy from Mario Party or whatever Mario games. It looks like a bunch of those guys. You have to like. There's obstacle courses. There's like a soccer game, and it starts off with sixty people, and every round you eliminate people until somebody wins. It's pretty crazy. So what's it called? Shy Guy? No, it's called Fall Guys. It's on Twitter? No, it's on it's a it's a free download for for PlayStation. If you have I mean if you have online it's free. Oh, nope, don't have it. Um there apparently 
that ice cream truck song has dark history. I don't know what that means, but I'm like the ice cream truck that play. Wait, the this song baseball game is only the sixth inning. Has a dark <laughs> past. However, the, oh, it's the Wu Tang Clan founder. RZA has partnered with the ice cream maker Good Humor to create a new ice cream truck jingle. Oh boy, the Wu Tang ice cream truck jingle. Let's go. What in the? This is one of Danny. I'm glad you're here for this. This is one of the best Twitter topic nights we've had. Between cow farts and Wu Tang Clan ice cream trucks, you go to the last blockbuster and rent it as an Airbnb. That I knew. That one I knew. That's. Sounds like a lot of fun. Also, the planter's baby nut is 21 years old. Also, fun I don't fact. Get that. Um, I saw I saw a uh, a meme the other day. It said, "Can you imagine renting a movie right before the pandemic from Blockbuster and not being allowed to return it?" <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw that the other day and I laughed at it as well. <laughs> Those late funny- fees. I saw a funny tweet that I retweeted, and it was, it'd be great if there was a slightly worse actor named Scotty B. Pippen. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw that too. <laughs> I, definitely get, I definitely hit the like button on that one. Yeah, My question so. about Blockbuster, a little bit back to Blockbuster. Would Blockbuster be considered essential? I don't think so. No, but yeah, it should. It should have. It Man, should I, be. I miss, I miss our Blockbuster, Steve. The Just being able to walk to it. Was so huge growing up. For right me, through the least. park, we went right through the park. We were right, we were right there. Yeah, that yeah, that was Dan Kelly. I, I, that was Dan Kelly who was had to go through the park. But yeah, it's basically the same thing. But yeah, then we met Mark Gasmill one time. That was fun. At Blockbuster. Yeah, we like, saw him. He Danny was like, "Oh my shopping? god, that's Gasno!" And he actually knew and I my go, grandfather. And I go, "Holy crap! Why is Mark Gasno at our at our at our?" Uh, blockbuster and the like good thing i was watching like espn like highlights of like like right around the time of michael strahan being the sack record because i obviously wouldn't have had any idea who that was right exactly and i'm like oh what, mark gasno what are you doing here and then steve like he like must have lived in his grandparents like condo and he brought it up and then he brought steve back a uh, poster with his signature on it so like, all right that's cool because you know mark gasno drives around with a stack of Mark Gaston yeah. photos in the back. I wouldn't be surprised right. if Mark Gaston <laughs> does that. I don't know why I didn't get one, which was pretty weird, yeah, but I didn't. Kinda, you noticed that. <laughs> I, like, I, I didn't care that I didn't get one, but it was really weird <laughs> since I was right there, too. But yeah, yeah, whatever. Cares. Somebody I went to high school with was some way related to him. Like a, yeah, a, some, yeah, an uncle, like a second uncle or an uncle or a cousin or something like that. But yeah, that was why he was in the area. He was right. I forgot who I went, who it was. Interesting. Yeah, but it was one of those weird, like, random moments. Like, Mark Gaston was at Blockbuster. Okay. Weird. Good. Oh yeah. Him. Like we would go out at least once every couple of weeks or once a week, depending on the week we had. I worked at like, the Carvel next town. door. We basically lived yeah. at the Blockbuster. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Steve did work at the Carvel next door, so. Yeah, see, for us, there was, it was a Blockbuster on Hempstead Turnpike, and there was a McDonald's next to it, so that was, like... Cool Friday go, night. Right, it was, like, the cool Friday night thing with my dad. We'd go get McDonald's, and then I could go get a game that I could have for the weekend, and then that was it. Right. Which is just 
great times at Blockbuster. Apparently, there's still one holding on. No, it's an Airbnb now. It's an Airbnb. Oh. That's what we were saying. Like it's you can rent it for an Airbnb. Right. Uh, <laughs> we mentioned it later in the show. I don't know if you want to bring it up again. Well, not the the. Let's keep it as is because it was so organic and pure when we did it. So I'll leave it alone for later in the show. If you listen to that part of the show, I give you a lot of credit, but it's worth listening to later on for our reaction. Our reaction to what? <laughs> I was like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> if you listen if you listen to later in the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. We organically react to a lot of things. <laughs> about a certain basketball player. Oh, right. Okay. I <laughs> did okay. That is the top you're right. Um sorry. Okay. Basketball player. That did happen. I'm trying to find one last good topic, and I'll be honest. I think I don't think I could top cow farts. <laughs> oh, very hard topping cow farts. To top cow farts. Okay. Oh, here's a good one. Where do you think you can find the best chicken sandwiches in the US? Not New York. I think we did I think we did this with burgers. Um, no, we did each state. Who had the best? Right, it was state. Like each state. I think this is what that's what this is gonna do. I think there's one in Colorado, Illinois. Doesn't count. Everybody in Colorado thinks all the food there is good. What are your thoughts on chicken sandwiches in general? Do you guys order chicken sandwiches? Yeah, I, I love chicken sandwiches, especially spicy ones. I'm not a so spicy like, fan, but. But yeah, all I do. All of these uh, are in California. Like when I go to Tampa, there's a Chick Fil A five minutes away from the condo, and I must have it like three or four times. When I'm, I'm just gonna throw that this out there that on this list is fuck you. Yeah. Oh, that's oh my yes, spot. yes, yes. It's a good sandwich. C- City Field. City Field and the Garden had it. I you can find Fuku in New York City, Boston, and LA, and at various sports venues around the country. So, like Danny said. Yeah, that used to be my city field go-to when I wasn't in the mood to uh, walk all over the mother of Coronas. There's also one that says Bob White Counter in New York City. Um, I guess this is like a smaller spot, obviously, but there's actually a couple in New York City. All right. Looks like we're doing a chicken trip. We're doing a chicken trip. Chicken trip. Some of these look gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going, like scrolling yeah, through the pictures. Like, some of these look some of those, terrible. Like, those diners drives, well, not was uh, not diners drives driving, but um, what was the other one? Uh, Men versus food, where it was just like they're just piling shit on a sandwich, and right? Going to the right. Sandwich. right. By the way, if you guys watch. Man versus food. Now the guy is terrible. Yeah, yeah. He, he never wins. He never wins the. He almost never wins the challenge. A, and B, he's not funny. <laughs> yeah, he's not interesting. I need Jonah Richmond back. Yeah, when did the other guy back? Um, but yeah, he did like the wing challenge at the Diamondback Stadium, and it was like, 
I'm going to sizzle these wings. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, what else you got there, Vin? I think that's it for Twitter topics. I think I got, I mean, like I said, I think I peaked with the, the cat <laughs> no. parts. You peaked at Sorry, the beginning. Man. That was the problem. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's it's a down it's downhill, uh, you know, slope. Jason Derulo thought cats would change the world. <laughs> That's Yikes. talk about all time cold takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, since we didn't talk about it, what about Deion Sanders joining Barstool Sports last week? I found that very interesting because, one, they've been tied up in a lot of racial issues lately. Right. But also, like, Dion seemed – was there – he says he wants his own platform to say what he wants. Was Dion being stifled at the NFL? I, if, I if he was, um, that would be the I'm, first I'm, I hear I'm scared. about him. I'm scared. If, if he was stifled, I don't know what he's going to say now. Yeah, but they did cut down his show a lot from the previous years, where his he would basically be the the like the last like their Sunday night highlight show, and he would be the main focal point. Now it's like he had like ten minutes, or he would Skype or Facetime like a key player here and there. But I don't know. I guess their their time was running out with him, and he went to Barstool. Hey, it's going to be fun listening to his takes on Sunday night with part well, Monday morning when he does Sunday nights with part of my take cuz those are the best part of my take episodes. Are so, the there are the Sunday Monday right morning podcast. I, I that, those are the most those are the most like you can tell they put so much work into it and that's where their best episodes usually come. Right. Two, one, I, I missed the episode where he was on Pardon My Take. when he, I saw they announced it, but I missed I didn't listen to that episode. But yeah, I think they started it last season where they like, because I'll be honest, I I usually, I'm at the point where I only listen to like the, their, their segments. No, I, I skip the guests. Oh yeah, Cause, true. Because yeah. half the guests I don't even, unless it's like one of their guys, like Blake Griffin or even like, you know, Kepka or like somebody I know is going to kind of be with them. I I skip the guest cuz like half the time the guest doesn't get the gag. Right. And like today just... I I didn't listen to it, but I'm sure Akon and Joe Montana didn't get it. Right. And like like they I think they had Barry Sanders on and it was like I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah, well, this is also another thing. I would usually listen to it on my commutes and work during the right. day. And that's obviously substantially went down, so I haven't listened to my fair shake of them like I used but, to religiously, but yeah. Right, but on Mondays, starting, I think they did start last season, they don't have a guest. It's just them basically right. just talking about the, the weekend of football right. the whole time. So that's, I love those Monday shows, like you said. And so I guess they said on the Dion episode that he's going to be on with them every Monday? Every Monday for at least, they, they joked that he, whatever like he said for like 10 minutes, and Dion's like, 10 minutes? And then they like later on joke that it would be like twenty one minutes or a half hour and like right. well Dion you're Dion so whatever whatever month, amount you want obviously but yeah that I that's gonna be interesting because they 
I mean, I know you and I know they record their some their Monday morning shows like at the halftime of the Sunday night football game at ten o'clock at night. I don't know. I mean, I guess Dion's not like not used to that. I'm sure he's been doing it recently, but like we'll see how long he wants to go at ten thirty at night on a Sunday. <laughs> right, right, right. It all depends and, on yeah. where he is. If he's in California calling in. Well, I think he's going to be in the office, they said. He said like he's going to be part of their office in New York. Really? I didn't think Well, that's that. if they reopen the office. In the their, their office is open already. Well, some people are there. Um in the video he uh I think I don't know if it, it wasn't in his video. Well, yeah, but he's also having a podcast on his own. So that's really going to be the bulk of his work. Right. And he's going to just piggyback off a part of my take Man, and I- I guess the one the one main main thing that I've gotten that the people I've gotten out of like guests in quarantine is nobody ever needs to be in studio. It's this is just right. it's useless. Like I get that the the you know the it's easier for them because like they'll do especially in barstool they'll do if it's somebody big they'll do them and KFC radio and yeah like, they'll do a car and, wash and radio the, yes, yeah they'll do a car wash yeah yes, so yes. it's easier but like everybody can just. Zoom in. It's very simple, right? That should definitely is going to be is going to be good though, Dion. I mean, we but know there's going to be some way Dave's going to mess it up. Like, there's big people never last at Barstool. No, it doesn't seem like that's the case. Or it's just they're going to get. I'm not say they're going to get sick of each other. They're going to get in. A, I'm not going to say argument, but he's going to react to D, something Dion says. He just, I he's Dave is. To me, I'm I'm sick of Dave. Like I'm over him. I think he's just gonna like fade out once they get their actual like once they they actually can get their money. I mean, he might have some of his money, but like whatever the five years it takes for them to actually get their money, I think they're all gonna be out after that. Especially KFC and Big Cat, they're gone after five years. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like it's cool seeing Big Cat. Do uh, pro football, pro football on Fridays. He yeah. used to do it, so that was pretty cool when he do it. You're like, all right, well, good for Big Cat, you know. Big Cat and works balls off, and he's the best of all of them for sure. Oh yeah, oh, without a doubt. The SND Podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, SNDblog.com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. All right, we're welcoming in Danny here. We're going to get started on our uh, usual baseball topics as we bring in Danny. Danny, what's going on? Nothing. I thought we were going to talk about the Islanders, but we'll start off with the putrid Mets getting swept out of Philly. Well, I literally swept out of start off. Literally swept out of Philadelphia by that guy. By that guy. Oh, yeah, I saw that video earlier. Yeah. I, I figured we'd get started with baseball just to get it out of the way. Um, All right. So, yeah, um, once again, the Mets don't know how to score with scoring uh, runners in scoring position. The Mets just don't know uh, how to score. Yeah, I'm pretty much done with Steven Matz. Um, uh, let's see those fucking air horns that those. Well, if he uh, only pitches Philly... four innings, he's okay. Yeah, those air horns all weekend were pretty annoying. Uh, what else went wrong this weekend? That's about it. Cause I don't know. I guess the bullpen pitched okay. I guess we didn't get blown out in any 
real game, really. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just an it's an ugly. Uh, it was an ugly weekend. Jeff Wolfpaw might screw us out of uh, awesome ownership. Maybe. All right. Well, that that's kind of the bigger Met news. So if you want to talk about that, and A Rod's running the team. I find it hard to believe because it's not just Jeff, right? We have right. to remember. We have to remember the whole reason they're selling this team is because Fred wants out. And right. South Cats so, wants out. And everybody right. else wants out. Right. So you would think they want to get the most money. And also, the team is in significant debt. So they have to take the highest bidder, don't they? I, they like, that has to be a rule. I need you would think, you would someone think, but to step in. But that's the thing. Even if they take the quote-unquote highest bidder... <clears throat> Does that necessarily mean whoever they take is going to be the highest bidder? What? You know, like, well, so I'm not, what yeah. I meant was like, even if they take the highest bidder, the league's got to approve whoever takes it, whoever buys right. the team. So I let's just say a Rod gets it, right? Yeah. The league has to approve it. He does. They do. And I, I think... So what happens when the Wilpons get screwed? Oh, in the so league they gotta to approve. Go they have to get approved again after getting approved that they're able to bid. I think they. I think that the approval process is kind of up. I think. No, I think that when so when it goes, so it's funny because I was watching. Um, we talked about the show a couple weeks ago. Ballers. I finally watched season four and five, and season five he buys the Chiefs, but it had to go through the league approval. The league has right. to, the league gets final approval. You put in the number, the team accepts it, and then the league's got to approve it after checking. Like, like it's like when Portnoy tried to go hang out with Goodell to watch the football game. They have to do the background I, check and all that fun stuff. Are they gonna say, "Hey, A Rod, you failed the drug test and lied about it for a year and annoyed us"? Go away. Well, I don't. First of all, I don't. I think there's the. I don't think there's an be an issue with a Rod getting approved. That's the thing. I to be an issue with Steve Cohen getting approved, possibly. And I I think that's where the issue lies. Because he's obviously the best fit, but I, I I'm call me crazy. I don't want Bradley Beal and Mason Plumlee owning the Mets. Like I I I don't think that's an unreasonable. It's, it's not about that. Also, we we saw. We've seen teams that that can't afford, but their owners because of their names more so than their money, and they're in deep rebuilding processes. When the Mets, arguably, if they actually get hit with runners in scoring position, they can make a playoff push and surprise a bunch of people. Maybe not so much with the pitching depth so far this season, but they could actually make noise in the playoffs this year and. Make it a couple years type of run at it if we actually have Steve Cohen, who could influx more money than the two billion that he's offered to pay, just to own the team. You know, so it's it's a scary situation. Um, they're saying by the end of the month, a couple reports that we're gonna find out, and then today and yesterday they were coming out with the reports about Steve Cohen and J Rod and everything that's going on with that. So I 
Yeah. So it's it's nervous. It's it's a nervous time, um, especially for us being Islander fans. We I don't not so much Vin, and obviously me and Steve were too young when it happened. But the ownership <laughs> influx, the ownership influx is a very important thing because that really stunned the Islanders' growth for another f- four or five years with Spano. And then where is got Spano Charles these Wong. days? What's he up to? You think he could write out a check? I think he's in jail. No, he's out of jail. No, oh, I think he's out. But then I think Tony went back. I don't know. There was a back and forth <laughs> period where he was in jail recently. Right. So it's it's he was out of Coliseum. You see, yeah, and then you see and you see what happens. What's going on with the Marlins as well too? Yeah, in a couple of years they'll be good and Jeter will look smart. But the next couple of years it's just gonna suck and it's just like one of those like like looking at what the marlins had a couple years ago and they knew they weren't going to be able to afford everybody so they just blew everything up and it was just one of those what could have been if the marlins had x y and z so So, team right yeah so the two things that i guess i've read this weekend and i guess we've all read that i just we're just throwing out there because they it's the most alarming to me one I, I know it's bob nightingale and that guy's always wrong about stuff but he said a rod's the front runner right okay right. whatever that's not really as much as what i was worried about there was another article i think it was the post that said yeah the post that's what i just that's yeah. what i just said that jeff really hates steve cohen right jeff hates <laughs> steve cohen steve cohen hates jeff but the A Rod ownership would let him stick around more. Yes, I, I saw that part too. So that's the more frustrating, not frustrating, but like alarming thing is because that's the one he's obviously going to pick because he wants to stick around more. That right. was the whole point that the first deal fell through in the beginning. Right. I just. But Jeff is mad because he didn't get a, a pl- airplane. And that that was publicized, but Jeff's <laughs> mad because Jeff wanted Jeff wants more control. Money for, so Jeff wanted somebody else's money for five years to be in charge, win a championship that he thought he could win with somebody else's money, and then he'd leave. Right. But that's not going to happen. If Steve Cohen is spending his money, he wants to be in charge or pick who he gets to be in charge. I... I just don't, like, I don't have any faith. That's the problem. And I guess that we never have any faith. We're never selling, they're never selling this team. I, <laughs> I don't know. And especially, like, people are getting a little ahead of themselves. Obviously, people, we get ahead of ourselves. But, like, the expectation that you th- people think Steve Cohen's going to win the bid in September and spend the money on JT Ramunto this offseason. It's just not realistic. This is this is a well, at least well, that's a, the to thing. Me, that's what I another meant. Another two years. That's what I meant by there's got to be voting. I think there's some sort of thing that happened. I think the voting happens at like the winter meetings. Even if, but even if the voting happens at the winter meetings, it's this isn't gonna snap your fingers and then it's uh, done. Like selling a iPod on eBay, like there is a transition period always in, in buying. You know teams and franchises and businesses and things like that it's not just going to be steve cohen's in charge on on december 31st or whatever like i i I honestly don't think that's a reasonable thing so 
Well, yeah, JT Rimundo's not the end of the world. And, like, I don't know. Even Noah leaving, I guess, wouldn't be the end of the world. I don't want it to happen, but whatever. That's after next year. Like, I think this is, like, a two-year, you know, process. Right. So, we we should mention uh, one Met that um, we all personally like as a human. And we've all been waiting for him to actually, like, quote-unquote, break out for getting everyday bats. And I would be remiss not mentioning his name. I'm sure you guys agree. Uh, But Dom Smith had a hell of a week. Uh, Dom Dom had a great one. Uh, Luis Guillaume, the three guys off the top of my head, Luis Guillaume, and there was one other guy that... Jimenez. Jimenez is having pretty good. Jimenez has been playing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I like Jimenez pretty well too. Jimenez was this year's guy to to show up in spring training, and then everybody complained that didn't right. make the team if we had a regular season, and then out of nowhere came up in August. <clears throat> he was right. going to be that guy this. He was that this year's prospect. And by the way, right. in case you guys wanted to feel it, old, Luis Garcia from the Nationals is the first player ever born in the in the two thousands that had a home run in a major league game. Wow, nice. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> the, um, uh, Dom, as you said, had a good weekend. He's now, if you look at his numbers just overall, he's had just about a season's worth of at-bats. I think it's like 580 at-bats. And then it was his 30th home the other day. So, you know, the rest of his stuff isn't great. Like, you know, his average is on base percentage, is OPS. All that stuff isn't really that great, but. Hitting 30 homers in basically a season's worth of the course of the last four years. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I mean, it's... Right. Well, and, but yeah. I, I, you're right with all the other stats, but it's finally seeing him get the production, even though the team's not really particularly playing well. It's nice to see him actually, <clears throat> like... I know I saw someone joke that he's the modern-day Lucas Duda with the meaningless home run, but you know <laughs> what? You still got you got to still hit them. I know it's funny, but you still got to hit him. So, oh, good for Dom. The arguments I had about Lucas Duda. Yeah, good times, sir. I mean, he hit like, what, uh, this is, 2015 Lucas Duda hit like, what, 20, hit like 27 home runs. He hit them over the course of like 12 games. Right. It's like absolutely unbelievable. Right. But um, only one of them was considered actually clutch. And it was that Sunday night Nationals game. He did right. hit that grand slam. No, it wasn't the grand slam. It was it was a grand slam in the clincher. And, and we'll and never forget his, his three one home run day was the same day uh, uh, Wilmer Flores got this cried is, off the field. So this is true. Lucas Dude is an integral part of Mets history. It's unfortunate. <laughs> very, yeah, very unfortunate. From the good situation. and the bad. <laughs> Just remember, he literally did the entire Met system. So. He went through the whole system. He, and, you, and you remember he played outfield when he first got right. pulled up. Was, was he the one that dropped? He was, was it Johan or Pedro's first game that he dropped? Johan, right? It no. would be Yo- it would be Johan, and that was Daniel Murphy. It was oh, Murphy, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, he was another Murphy. It was like he played some right field. He played some left field. And it was just like, this guy, what is he doing in the outfield? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good this times. guy's way too big to be playing the outfield. Lumberjack. He was too big, not too big to be playing first place, but he's a lumberjack. Yeah, he, he was the a, original. He was the original um, Schwarber. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it was just about the same time, but yeah. And uh, uh, the, the best with him is uh, he was always quiet. He had that weird, like, play, other players made it, like, known that he was, like, a good, funny guy. But he was really quiet. You maybe heard his voice, like, I probably heard his voice, like, five times in a matter of like five years. Remember yeah. We Follow Lucas Duda? Yeah, yes. that was great. Like, that was like, yo, that was before you were allowed to keep iPads in the dugout, and Curtis Granderson would just keep yeah, an iPad in the it. dugout. Yeah, like what a wild, wild thing. Um, so yeah, that's the state of the Mets. It's the Yankees like, are dropping Yankees like flies. Destroyed the Red Sox this whole weekend. They're and about they, to Robbie Cano. Robbie Cano hitting just absolute missiles now. He's um, gonna end up with double digits, Vin. He already called it. He's playing very well. Before we go, I have to say Robinson Cano has impressed me. For a I think guy he's playing who has on a one leg. I think he's playing on take one three leg. Months. That was a scud missile right there. Yeah. Nice. For a but guy like, who's on the DL for three months with this groin injury. <laughs> he, he shouldn't be playing second base. He shouldn't even be hitting. And I, this is just this is typical Mets that we need Robbie Cano to save our season. Um, we're in Florida in all fairness this is true it would be the other way if we were in like Atlanta right now right <laughs> isn't the so, first Met Yankee series coming up uh, this weekend this weekend actually yeah mm-hmm. which that's, is perfect timing for all the Yankees to get hurt I mean you knew Stanton was going to get hurt he gets hurt every year so, unfortunately it's same with Judge I don't know what the problem is with Judge he said he's fine yeah, they haven't actually. They have actually been quiet about they it. They said it's a calf. They're saying well, that's some right. sort it's of calf. calf injury. Right, but he said calf. he's a hundred percent. I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I so, think it's him being hurt all the time, and he and he's so frustrated that he wants to get out there. And the Yankees are so conservative with injuries that it's like there's no middle ground. And what happened to DJ now? DJ finger. sprained his uh, fractured. Uh, fractured DJ hurt finger. His hand. Fractured yeah, fring- finger, they're saying. Yeah, fractured his finger. That so guy. So he's out. I remember but, when he and, was he was a Rocky and he was great to watch. And then I was like pissed when the Yankees got him because he could just that should have been the second baseman we signed. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. Instead of Jed Lowry. Uh, I'm sorry, Dead Lowry. Who's <laughs> Jed Lowry? Or or at bats in his Mets career. So when they put real. Jet Lowry in the Hall of Fame, does he get the Mets written on there or not? I, no, <laughs> you need more than four at-bats. Um, but then, then to act to take, you know, DJ spot, they activated Andujar. I didn't even know he wasn't on the team. Yeah, no, that was a big uh, contention of uh, Yankee fans being mad about him being so, sent down. I mean, uh, he's more Because than... he's basically positionless since uh, sure. G- Gio is uh, pretty good at the glove and then the occasional at-bat that he'll come through geo uh, is good for for five to ten hits a week including a home run right he's the perfect yankee he's like if he was on the 90s yankees he would be basically a god he'd be scott brocious if he was right yeah he's yeah. basically yeah. that yeah he's gonna he's hit you scott he's gonna hit the... he's gonna hit high twos right and 15 three. homers he's but they're be... all gonna be in the eighth inning but yeah, and but he'll also be a Gold Glove third right. baseman that Brocious wasn't. But yeah, and 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 I'm glad to see uh, 
Clint Frazier for the 150th time getting called <laughs> up and proving that he's been okay, but wondering if he's going to stick this time. Pete Alonzo almost just murdered somebody. And he's out because of it. Why is he? I don't know why he's out, but if that man would have gotten in his way, he would have been dead. Just It's just sad how awful, like, the, the Red Sox are basically punting the season, which we all knew. Oh, but just watching They're it, sucking watching. for Lawrence. Oh, wait, no, that's the right. Sorry. But but to the point of just we, even how though we knew. I don't know how that's interference. The ball's there. The Both players are there. What is Pete's he gets out of just... the way. Pete's he passed the ball. Touch him. This is, okay, maybe he did hit him. I don't know. I don't know interference rules. I don't know who gets the right to the ball or something. Whatever. This is pass interference. Somebody called the Saints. <laughs> um, but Pete the was in the base. Oh, whatever. He's in the baseline. I, you know what? I think that guy's name is John Birdie. John Birdie should be thanking his lucky stars he didn't try to field that ball. <laughs> he would have got you, Take one more school. step. See Fernando, what happens. Old school, he would have been dead. Fernando Vina elbow to the face he would have got. <laughs> Um, so let's, let me move on to the, I mean, I'm going to say the best team in New York. No, the second best team in New York. We just The Knicks aren't playing, that. Vin. I'm sorry. I meant the <laughs> Brooklyn Nets. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're about to get kicked out of the bubble. I don't No, no. Well, the they just started the playoffs the today. Game. Yeah, they they lost the first game. They really? they were down thirty something points. They played a game. Down, yeah, they they were down thirty something points. They brought lost. down to nine, and then they got blown out in the fourth. But I don't honestly, know if Wilson Ramos is limping into second base, or he's just really that bad at running. This is like when Luis Castillo was on the team, and he was constantly limping for the past two years. Right. That's well, he he's too busy dropping pop ups, falling off the dugout. Remember, he couldn't come up the flight of steps that one time, and he just like collapsed. Like, what are you doing? I do remember no, he that. Walked, he fell it was under the glove. Like the Someone left their glove on. Yeah, he tried to step over, over a glove and he fell. Yeah. That anyway, was, who who no, leaves gloves on the steps? Let, let's let's give the Nets the respect. At least they made it to the playoffs. They they, they played pretty well in the bubble. I'm not going to give the Nets respect. I'm going to give Cassius Levert respect. And right, 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 right. But <laughs> but these aren't these aren't the Brooklyn Nets other than Karis Levert and a couple of bench guys and Harris, like. They're, these are not the Brooklyn Nets next year. Obviously, we all know that. And half the this team, team might be better. I don't. Half the team, half the team didn't show up because of having COVID or opting out because of COVID. So, a good chunk of the Nets are actually not even playing, and Karis LeVert is basically carrying this team. So, yeah, it was just that the Rock, the the Raptors are just that much of a better team than the Nets right now. So. Whatever you get out of the playoff series, I think obviously sucks if you're a Brooklyn Net fan. But if you're not, they they did enough to be like, okay, cool. They Listen, they, the... they had a good two weeks in the bubble, and and they beat a couple of teams that they would have never beat in a, in a regular situation. So you gotta just take it and run with it. Listen, you're getting all these guys like KD, Kyrie. They have the playoff experience. They know what needs to be done in the postseason. Right. They know what they need right, to right. do in the postseason. It's these other guys that are playing in this right now that are literally like, okay, we're learning about this. This right. is going to be good for us self-esteem-wise. Next year, we're going to be, we're gonna know that we need to bulk up. We need to get better at this. We need to do this. And we're going to add these two talented players next year. 
And obviously, it's up to Kevin Durant and Kyrie. But I would definitely consider bringing this coach back, Jacques Bond, back to becoming the head coach for next year. Uh, obviously, depending on interviews and, and uh, what's up. Till they lose the first game, and uh, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, but like, I think he's earned the right to definitely get an interview and be in the top of like top two, top three candidates for them to be the head coach for he's next season. Earn the right to and, see. It. And honestly, right, like, especially with with the off season, granted, they're it's going to be starting like right around the corner, obviously for them. But the uncertainty of bringing a head coach in, why not just give a year with this one coach and then let's see if it works. But then again, you invested a lot of money in KD and Kyrie, so it's really going to be interesting with what what the atmosphere is for a new head coach and what what they're going to be looking for to be that next head coach. Right. He's earned the right to see if KD likes him. And, right. And we'll go, you go from there. And right. If he doesn't, I mean, NBA coaches are like water. Yeah. So Pour one out. You, you right. buy a new bottle. Yeah. Unless you're like pop or Doc, that's it. Everybody else is just kind of yeah. Pop Doc and uh, and Bolster, the one from the Celtics. Oh, and Brad Stevens. Brad and Stevens. Steve Bolster's been around pretty while. Like, Spoelstra and Steve Kerr. Yeah. yeah. Spoelstra, I can't believe it. <laughs> Still around. Yeah, that guy was. I was like, that's just the kid that they that watched the video. He's just, uh, never left. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And He's even still coaching Miami, Miami, right? Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, they're, and they're in the playoffs, good. and they're yeah, they've been pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they got Jimmy Butler now, so like they have a, a person, and they have decent young Ow. talent too. So, do they, do they still have Jimmy Butler? I don't know. He yeah, get, they do. They do. He, he's traveled people. around so much in the last three years. I know he like <laughs> got mad at people and threw people out of practice. I don't know. Yeah, the he, he made the whole uh, T Wolves cry. Right. Okay, that was in, okay. And then all right. Yeah, and then yeah, they, they fired Thibodeau to... instead of getting rid of him. Isn't that why they fired yeah. Thibodeau? Who? Because of because of uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. I just or was it Towers that didn't want him there anymore? Yeah, I just don't. I think they fired Thibodeau because Thibodeau was just not a very good coach. Yeah, uh, but I that's think why he's the a Knicks coach. Him. But I think it's more of the players. <laughs> I think with Thibodeau is I think he's a little bit more old school than what players are used to now, and they just gotta find a way to deal with it you know what i mean but that's what i'm saying like uh, but, the but current how hard like like that's the one thing you got to be a little bit tougher than just because a guy eats sleeps and dreams about basketball and he's a little tough about it the guy wants to win and you gotta want that and that's what pisses me off with certain especially in the nba i i do i get what you're saying but like it comes a point where i don't doubt that like the knicks will be I'm not gonna say competitive, but they'll be watchable next year because he's either so. gonna he's he gonna force them to play defense or you're not gonna play. That's just right. what it's gonna come down. But to. this is also the other and thing. one of these years, and one of these years, the young guys are all gonna eventually gel. And this, but this is the <laughs> right, other thing with like, Thibodeau. The reason he was successful with Chicago was D Rose. Yeah, he had the know, point guard. Like, he doesn't was, have. He doesn't have somebody to run his own. But they were solid. They were a solid team. Though. No, right. they but were solid, but they had the superstar. It was everybody 
it was everybody bought in, and then Derek Rose is a superstar because they had Noah and they had what's friggin' Carlos Boozer. Like, everybody bought into that style, and then D Rose did the scoring. Like, I, that's not going to work now. The Knicks are not trying to be good, but I, I don't. I don't disagree with it in that you're in bringing fairness, a guy. I would, pick back, I would bring back D Rose now. He's better than half the players on the team anyway. <laughs> yeah, I would. I don't. I don't disagree with bringing in a structured guy to build the base of the team. But, but here's the so... thing. But here's the deal. Okay, they've been bringing in the quote unquote structured guy. How many times since they lost out on Steve Kerr? Because think about it. That was the year. They had the team but, built, and all they needed to do was bring in a coach like Steve Kerr to come but, in and develop it. Instead, dude, Steve Kerr looked at fair. instead of Gold, instead Steve Kerr looked at Golden State and said, "Okay, this team's younger. This team's about to win a championship, and they already know how to play defense because they played with Mark Jackson. Right. Now I just have right. to teach them to play right. some offense." But I think I think with the whole culture thing, with the thing with the Knicks is they all went with the unproven young guy, and because like for, with Fisdale, I think it was oh. He helped coach the Heat. He's a de- he was a decent coach in Memphis. Let's see if we can get those free agents. We didn't get any of those free agents, and he just wasn't good with the talent we had. And then they fired him. Right, and, but, and also, but... and Derek Fisher was I. That was like a crazy hire. Yeah, and he I was know. way over his head as well. And it's just like, okay, we could have had Steve Kerr, but we have Derek Fisher. This is wonderful, kind of thing. And, let, right. and also, and, let's like, face it. But Phil, it was Phil was done. Oh yeah, he Phil literally just, just came here to collect an extra paycheck. Right, but it was like they started a build. I'm gonna say they started a build, but they started a process around Porzingis that didn't work out. So you have to start over again. Right, and like, but they're just in the constant run of let's build halfway until we get a superstar. Right, when and that's it, obviously much... the wrong way of doing right. it. And honestly, let's see what these guys can do. I, I, Leon Rose seems to like. Let's hopefully he's not Brody Van Wagenen because he's basically the same scenario of everything with that. Just the new culture of the Knicks. Hopefully, it's the right one and they press the right buttons for once. Or I know the lottery is coming up. Maybe they get lucky for once and they they get the like. I know Lamelo is one of them, but like I, I didn't do any homework on the draft, obviously, because of a lot of other stuff going on. But maybe the Knicks get lucky and get a hold of one because their new staff is actually good at scouting and putting the time and effort into it and get a home run. And then they build on the young core that they're slowly building. So I don't know. It's it's the Knicks. They'll find a way to screw it up, just like other teams but we'll see what happens with that i don't mind the thibodeau higher let's see what happens and they could have done a lot worse they could have easily done a lot worse so i'm happy about that um let's talk about the islanders and, and the playoffs and they they have a commanding three three nothing series lead over the washington capitals and they're just playing lights out on the on five on five and once again if the Islanders stay out of the penalty box, they're giving up nothing uh, goal-wise. So what what are your guys' feelings on tomorrow's Game 4? Are they going to close it out, or is the Capitals going to find a way to get one game and it will be a gentleman's sweep? Because the Islanders are dictating pretty much everything 
right now. They they started off slow game one and game two, but found it in second period, bounced back and found ways to win. And then yesterday uh, it was a tight one one game, as everybody knows. And then the Islanders found a way to capitalize in overtime, um, especially with the nice uh, save by Valley, Balamov, uh, and then and then getting Barzell just having his toe just a little bit longer than it sh- thankfully is. And he found a way to uh, beat uh, beat the goalie on the other side of the room to end it. So what, what's what's your takeaway for game four tomorrow night? Um, Just keep I mean, on I'm, doing what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm confident. I'm, I'm, uh, right. Even at the, the – this is – it's just a weird feeling because even at the best – times of the Islanders the past two years. Right. They always had to work very hard for their wins. It was always they they had to play a perfect game and they had to get a break to score a goal. I, I I'm maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but they've they're playing so well this series that like even a break against them isn't gonna like crush you know, have everything tumble down. Right. Like, for the most part, last year the, the the series against the Penguins, it was mostly one goal games. Correct. At the first one, they won in overtime. The second one, it was a one goal game until like I don't know two or three minutes left. Same thing with the third one and the fourth one. They only won by one goal. Maybe they got an empty netter. So it was just like again, Eberle got hot and they kind of rode that and that was it. Now it's I mean everybody's rolling. All four lines are going. The uh, the addition of Pajot has proven to be gigantic. And I, I don't see... I mean, they held Ovechkin to one shot. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's, that's crazy. Which is crazy and, considering he came out And it was in overtime, in too. Two. So. Yeah. It was basically three periods of nothing from Ovi. And, like, and he had his game already. He scored the only two five-on-five goals they have in the whole series right. in game two. I'm, I'm, he's not going to go down without a fight. But. It's been three years since they've since Garcino said, "Hey, I'm protecting Adam Pellick," and we all called him a moron. Right? We, three, I, four oh, years. Yeah. Good thing that <laughs> that set up that setup on the first goal to to Lee was something else. Beautiful. That was X-ray vision through the sticks, and him somehow... and then Scotty Mayfield with the the pass to uh, Matty Martin the other day. Right, but that's, and the other thing, Scott Mayfield on like a seven-year, one million-dollar contract or something. It's like I think it's four years, but the things we made fun of Garth Snow for, I apologize. At least those two, boy. boy I mean, it's kind of a. I don't apologize because he could never get an actual coach. Like he just kept keeping his friends around. Nobody wanted. Like, the... And if you haven't noticed, the the uh, Capitals head coach was actually living in Garth Snow's basement, apparently, according to Twitter. I, that's a. I don't even know. I don't even get the joke. I don't even get the joke. People were making fun of him, the coach, being like, "Oh, this guy does this. This guy does this." He's, okay, and so, that was just, it. Was like a Hunter Pence, like Godfather Three kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So somebody was I, like, "He lives in Garcino's basement." I, whoever he is, I know who he is. Todd Reardon. He's just getting out, outclassed, and it's right. It's not his fault. Scotty Mayfield signed a five-year, seven million two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollar contract. He right. makes one point like two million dollars a year. Right. And, and Lou signed him. It wasn't even Snow that signed. It him. was Lou. 
It was though, because he signed it in two okay. before the 2018-2019 season. Okay. So well, I was last year. I mean, you're you're paying peanuts for your number two number. Yo, this three this is the same thing we did with Andy McDonald though. Andy McDonald had right. that very similar contract. And then they just dumped him, and they just dumped well, he him, and then he at the end of his contract. He needed to get no, him. that's what I'm saying. They dumped him, and he haven't heard from him since. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, they've looked as good as I could have. I could have hoped. Even Varlamov has looked great. The power play still stinks, but that's just what's going to happen. And you know what was interesting? There was an article saying how the biggest thing the Islanders ever got out of Toronto was Lou. But it's like, it's not. If you look at that other bench, what has where has Washington been since Trotz left? Right. Like, they're probably, they remember, they let Trotz go so that this guy can come up from their minor league team because their minor league team was so good. I, I, yeah, it was that and the combina- it was a combination of that and the fact that the owner guy didn't want to pay him $5 million. Right. right. Which is And Lou Lamarinello laughed and said, okay, we will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> up until this, this trade deadline, Barry Trotz was the only, like, significant move Lamarillo made. Right. And, and, I, and, and I, I would and say but, that's a good move. And, and it's so nice to actually have structure on a team, then it's just like, all right, this is what they're gonna do. And if you're if the others get a goal or two goal lead or one goal lead, their defense is gonna shut down and play with control and not to the extreme of the neutral zone trap what the Devils created so many years ago. But Danny and I a, would fall asleep in the first period at the Coliseum. Know how mad we would get <laughs> just going to those games? Like our night would be ruined. Yeah. <laughs> I will up. never forget that one game, the ice game, the ice day. You and yeah. I go, and they literally scored that fluke of a goal early in the game and won the game one nothing. Well, yeah, you show up and Patrick Aliash scores in the first ten minutes, and you're like, okay, I can go home now. I mean, there's nothing else for me to do here. Right, right, right. And it was just one of those like, God damn it! Like, all right, well, we know what the next forty, forty-five, fifty minutes are going to be like. That's basically the feeling that the those Devils team, and if you're not an Islander fan now, that's pretty much the feeling you would kind of have now if the Islanders are on their game and they don't start off backpedaling like they did the first two games. They could have easily swept. They could have easily swept the Panthers last week too yeah. if they just found a way to stay out of the box. But um, we we didn't talk since the start of the series. Obviously, we all all three of us don't think the hit that uh. Lee had was a dirty one. Obviously, the Capitals. <laughs> You're not allowed to call anybody a predator if Tom Wilson plays on your friend is yeah, I'm employed sorry. by your franchise. And there was even there was a guy. I think he was a Caps fan on Twitter, and he showed a screenshot of when Backstrom passes the puck, and a screenshot of when he gets hit, and the time on the clock is the same. It hasn't changed. <laughs> so okay, it, it wasn't late. He didn't. Maybe he took he one too many steps. He deserved the penalty that he got, probably. He got an interference but, penalty. The guy turned, and yeah. Lee was there and checked him. And but he you know that. what? And um, I was listening to Isle Seat. Anders Lee is the MVP of the series. He has a goal in every right. game, they, and that guy right. in game one came out and set the precedent of we're not taking shit from you, Tom Wilson. Let's go. Right, and he did get his ass kicked in that fight, though. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah, but, he but needed, that he was the moment to, where... But he needed to do it. That but was when the to... team all looked at him and said, right. that's why you wear a C on your chest. 
I agree. You went after the guy that nobody likes on that team, and you told him, we're not going to take shit from you. Because a couple years ago, Anders Lee was still... No, he was hurt, I think, in 2015, right? Was Lee hurt in 15, Van? Okay, so there, here's what happened. 2015, when they obviously played the Caps, Lee was still a kid. It was his first season. And he, I think he's the one that got in the fight in Game 5 after Wilson knocked Lubo out in Game 4. But then they benched him in Game 7. And he was pissed. When they well, we also only took, had like three shots they in took, Game 7. They took 11 shots in that game. <laughs> 11 shots. And they kept the coach. I'll never get over that in my life. But yeah, like, we, Steven and I, I think, I don't know, we might have said it when Danny was on, but I don't, I don't remember. We said it last week that the Islanders could not let Tom Wilson dictate the, the series. They could let that get in their head. And it must my, have been when I wasn't on, but I, I obviously agree with you. On right, I think that. it might have been before uh, if, when you were on, weren't on. And it, it, to my surprise, it flipped to I, Anders Lee is in their head, and I just <laughs> I would have never saw that coming. And Tom Wilson had they said it. I think it was, yeah, it was game two. I think no, it was this? It was game three. One of them. I'm getting them confused now. He had, like, eight hits in the first period. Right. I think it was game two. And, like, they, nobody went after him. Nobody uh, – he, he can't stay out of the box. He took Higgin, like, five <laughs> minor penalties already. I, uh, and I knew the others would be in good shape after game one when the, the first period was just a complete shit show. And – the Capitals did not capitalize on four power plays other than like one goal and the Islanders found a way to come back. And you're like, okay. Normally, in a normal situation, the team not with the skill that the Islanders have defensively, this would have been a nightmare situation where a team would be down 3 nothing, 2 nothing in the first period and you just go, oh boy, it's going to be one of these serious slash nights. So it goes to show you how on how of a different team this Islander team is. This is the Islander team that that started the season last year. Well, this year actually, but you know yeah. what I'm you know what I'm get, what I'm saying. Right. It's not how they ended before COVID started. So, it's 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 a breath of fresh air to see, and hopefully they they uh, hopefully by the time next week we're talking about round two because obviously them blowing a three three nothing series lead would be I mean, catastrophic. But it would. Uh, I you mentioned game one that they can't. That, there's I don't I don't see foresee a way that they could get in the box more than they did in game one and they right. overcame that right. so any really anything else yeah obviously stay out of the box because they've only scored those two Ovechkin five on five goals so stay out of the box in general but even if they take three penalties I don't think they're not gonna give up three goals I hope not. right and right but even watching game two I'm not even mad about the goal they gave up. Right. The the power play goal that they gave up to um what's his name? Uh, what's the other Russian the guy? The bird. I'm, it's it's uh I want to say Svechnikov, but that's the guy that got hurt on the. On the uh, what an asshole that uh Bruins announcer is! Huh? Oh, Jack Edwards is the goddamn worst. <laughs> oh my god! But still, like. Uh... So, that's all. Yeah. That's so all. he takes that it's, shot. I wasn't like, even mad. I literally texted Rosen and I go. <laughs> right. Right, right. Nobody can stop that. No. He goes, nope. That is a pure snipe where nobody's no. seeing it. Pelic, the only chance is Pelic, blo- Pelic blocking it, and, and he didn't. Get I guess in front what, of later it. in the night, later in that night, or or yesterday, one of the two games in either two or three, the same setup happened. He was about to shoot. A Pelic was right there in front of it. Yeah, right. 
But it's they're doing what I mean, we mentioned it I think we talked the hockey with that then, but we mentioned it like that I don't understand how Ovechkin people just keep leaving Ovechkin open. But like obviously it doesn't matter because he's one of the greatest goal scorers ever, so maybe that's not the problem. Leo Komarov was just standing in front of him the other time. They're playing four on three. And Leo Komarov is just standing in front of Ovechkin. So I, keep doing that. I'm fine with if that if it's gonna come up and we're gonna have to let Kuznetsov hit a hit a corner, that's a one out of five shot. So I'll right. let him take it, and we'll see what happens. Right. And the other playoff series have been entertaining as well. So hockey playoff playoff hockey is the best. We didn't we obviously didn't get to talk about the five uh, OT game, and unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> The wrong team won because the they gave up night. The one guy, the goalie, had nine almost ninety saves in that given night. So like yeah. that guy should never deserve to lose. Yeah, but yeah, and there that was uh, Tampa's up three one now. They won today, right? So Columbus, that series is kind of over. Yeah, that series is over. That was that was their chance, Columbus's chance, and it was unfortunately just one of those things. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, the, it's just. I texted Steven this yesterday. There's been a lot of uh, former Islanders just popping up randomly. Alan so I was watching Klein. the Alan Quine is on the Calgary Flames. That just oh, popped wow. up. And Blake Homo's on the Stars. Like, I know Blake Homo's still Blake in the league. Blake Homo's still in the league? Yeah. He's Blake Homo's like a third-line penalty killer for the right. Stars. So I was watching that game, and they both popped up. And then I watched the Philly-Montreal game, and Nate Thompson's on Philly. Again, so it's just like one. Cal DeHaan is on the Blackhawks and Leonard's on the Knights. Right. So it was just former Islanders popping up everywhere I was right. yesterday. Mostly in the West Coast, but yeah. yeah um, nobody I, nobody we miss. But it's just, when, it's, when it's Varley versus Leonard in the finals, Vin. Yeah. Can't <laughs> wait. Hopefully they play Flurry. Uh, before we wrap up and they can't go to that. our top, top five, is there any football talk news that you guys want to talk about? I had no idea. That Today Gerald McCoy. That yeah. Gerald McCoy signed with the Cowboys. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He hurt his he hurt his knee and he's done for the year. So it's just it's unfortunate for him, but I had no idea they signed Gerald McCoy. I was like, wow, that was a good pickup if he would have been healthy. Yeah, I was like, that, that guy's a beast. That sucks. That his like yeah. is broken. I was right. like, when he because I remember Tampa like released him because of his contract, mm-hmm. and they were basically right. in a rebuild, and I was like, oh. Maybe he'll go. That maybe was, he went uh, back there because Brady and Gronk and all these guys are there. It's going to be a good team and blah, blah blah. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, Cowboys." Gerald McCoy. I'm like, "When the hell did he go to Dallas?" Yeah, that was, was he a, on the spaceship? Still, with... He's still good. He's not as good as he once was. So they had to cut him because of the contract. But he's still he was he's still pretty good. He, he was productive, and that's what mattered. This will be interesting, yeah. of course. The typical um, ACL to see if you come back productively. Right. Uh, nothing really. Nothing um, in Packerland. AJ Dillon has gigantic legs. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I saw that. that like, I was waiting. The man for that. is just <laughs> jacked out of his mind. And that's about it. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, apparently, a how many losses? How many interceptions till Roger? Till you start the Jordan Love uh, train? <laughs> he threw an interception to <laughs> Christian Kirksey, I think, today. Ooh, oh, okay. And then he, threw, he just threw one into the ground, and he would have gotten sacked. So apparently the defense is playing pretty well. I don't know. The, the only thing they showed was I really saw was it wasn't even from the padded practices or from walkthroughs the other day, but they signed this kid from the CFL, and apparently he's like 
impressing significantly. Right. Who, uh, by the way, okay. now say no season for the CFL. Yeah, they canceled the CFL, which is whatever. Yeah. And in Giant Camp, other than pretty much nothing other than the coaches are running with players on top of if, if that unit mess, messes up. Interesting way of doing things. You never see that, especially in the NFL. But everybody's going to be more pissed and they're going to pay attention more. So that's obviously a good builder with the Giants, especially. Jason Garrett's uh, going to lose a lot of weight is what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm kind of hoping Mark uh, Colombo loses the weight, but, you know. Yeah. Um, or yeah, plays, that's about or is it the with... third string right guard, one or the other. <laughs> right. So um, that's about it with Giant Camp. There's nothing really because today was the first day the media was able to be at practice, and today was with pads. So this it was, was the basically. First time you were able to actually see anything. I don't know about you guys. Right. I saw Hard Knocks. Um, right. Um, it's it's like, and that was when it first hit me that like there's no preseason games. How are you going to judge these players right. without these games? I, I wrote it in the group chat. Of course, the the guy that couldn't make the Giants is going to be the loud mouth and joke around with Aaron Donald and be the first one to get cut next week. I'm shocked he wasn't cut in the first episode when they were cutting <laughs> the that one tight end walked in there and was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Pissed. <laughs> no, no, that was a joke. He, you hear him. He, you hear him. It was sarcastic. No, it wasn't. They cut a guy, the Chargers. And then Lynn goes was, in. I think yeah. he was serious because yeah, because Lynn went and talked to GM and was like, "Yeah, that he would say the same thing to me." Yeah, and they both said we got to keep him on the radar if he doesn't get picked up, and we need to bring in a guy. That's the guy we're bring. That's the first guy we're going to okay, bring. Okay, then another player yeah. got cut and made why? Why am I the starting quarterback or something else? So oh, I, okay. I got the players wrong. Sorry. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah I, of, like I. Of course, the Rams are doing everything awesome. It's a giant yeah. outdoor bubble yeah. and. Right. Well. The benefits of being in California. Yeah. I, I mean, at this time, you would think other teams would be doing it. What do you guys think about the uh, the Chiefs announcing fans are allowed to a capacity for the home opener? See, that's the weird thing. Does, like, the people with lower ball season tickets, does that count as the the capacity? Or how? I wonder no. how that would work. What'd you, what'd you say? You broke no, up no, no, no. They're not. That doesn't count as the capacity. It goes into everybody gets an email. It's a season ticket holder. And this is what they said that would happen with the Giants and Jets if they were making any sort of announcement that allowed fans. All season ticket holders would get an X, Y, and Z amount of days. And if you don't buy tickets within that time, and it was open oh, to okay. everybody. Okay. It was open to anybody okay, on still, the season ticket list. It's still a limited amount of tickets. Like They can't just right. sell the whole – there has to be some kind of elimination no, process. No, no, they, no. So what they do is you open it up, and you're only putting the seats that are available on the, online. And if they don't sell, and if they don't sell within that time, they'll open it up to general public just for those seats like, remaining. But if they sell, yeah. they're done. That's it. It's off. Like when I, when I opted out, when I opted out, even though I still keep the PSL, the Giants now have my seat. And they were able to put it on Subhub slash NFL, whatever the uh, ticket Ticketmaster and all that other fun stuff. I guess this is a a local. They're going by local regulations for this the yeah. fans in the yep. NFL now. I, it makes absolutely no. And sense. I and I and I, I, I hate to bring bring up politics with this as well. I don't know what Kansas City and Missouri's affiliation governor and senator are, 
But with New York and New Jersey, both very liberal uh, governors and and senators, I I highly doubt we would be seeing it like we saw. Granted, Murphy left it left the option open, but ultimately, it's probably not going to happen. I, I don't think this should happen in Kansas City either. Right. Well, they also right, said right. Cincinnati, I'm just, but I'm, the I'm Reds. Just saying, I'm sure. I'm sure politically, I I think they're they're a little bit more open to it, like politically. So they're gonna let it happen. Right. No, I get what you're saying. The Reds have the same thing. Apparently, and so they're th- looking at to possibly bring fans to games in September in Cincinnati. Just, just doesn't make any sense. They but, don't get fans yeah. in September anyway in Cincinnati. So what's the difference? Do we? So maybe you guys know this, and I just missed it. Does the NFL have a plan? Are we? Are there any? They claim it. We haven't heard anything yet. So the, they claim there's the pl- a plan that they haven't released they're, yet? They just haven't released a travel plan. That's what it's going to come down to, like how they're going to test we, on travels. and Right now, the, everything's the schedule, staying the same. Is the schedule changing at all? No. There, There's some out that every team – I forgot the week. If I forgot the week. If Whatever my week you have, everybody that you're supposed to be playing the team up to a certain week that has the same exact bye week, so you can play through and – and play the team with the bye week. You I could forgot. change your bye week. So basically, if like your bye week is week six, and let's say the Packers and Giants were supposed to play each other this year, and they both have a bye week of week six, they can play that week, and the league can switch it to a different weekend that they'll give them off. None right. of this makes that okay. So that, basically, they, so they haven't released any plan. They haven't released an actual plan. So like a so Giants Buccaneers is election weekend, the night before election day. They they can if let's just say they both had the same bye week the the week after, they can move instead of playing Monday night they could play Sunday as the instead of the bye week, and take the bye week instead of playing Monday. Well, yeah, but there has to be some sort. Right, of Right, there's going to be some sort of time frame, but I'm just saying I'm just using that as an example because they actually play each other and right. I know the date. Right. Speaking of the day before election day, the new Monday night football team was announced today officially. Right. I, I've always loved. Steve Levy. And I, Steve Levy's great. Um, yep. Louis Riddick. Louis Riddick is Louis Riddick is different. Any... I never heard him. I don't know if he's ever called any games anywhere. So I I've only really no, but he's like, very well known. Studio stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. I never really watched him in studio, so I'm not gonna judge until the game start. And then uh, Levy the and Greasy guy? always work college football and have always yeah. worked well together. They're, they're, they were always that noon. They're always that noon game that would be the top tier noon game anyway on ESPN. Or that that random three thirty game, right. uh, Big Ten game. So like, like they would always good. call like that Iowa versus Illinois game on ESPN because like Penn State's playing Michigan on ABC, right. so they have the bigger guys on that game. Correct. They would get the first ESPN game because and ABC I never had, had a problem watching them call a game. Right, yeah, and um, they're we like unfortunately. Which I'm excited about since we're not at the game. The Giant game has the college broadcast of Herb Street. So that's going to be interesting to see. Really? We're going to get. Yeah, so... the, the, the main crew is doing the uh, West Coast game. Yeah, so we got the college. Is that the we first got Vegas the main... game that week? Or no, they're week two, I think, the first home game for Vegas, right? Uh, I'm not sure. The, the first game is. Uh, that game is the um, Broncos. I'm not sure. Who, who Chargers. is it? It's usually Broncos Chargers or Broncos Raiders or because it's definitely not the Chiefs. Automatically eliminate the Chiefs from that game. 
Uh, week one. Titans Broncos. Yeah, that's right. I I knew the 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 Raiders weren't in it. Titans Broncos is the first game Monday night, the ten o'clock Monday night game. Uh, the 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 then who are the Raiders playing week one? Oh, they're going to Carolina to week one. And then week two, they're hosting the Saints in the first game in Vegas. All right, cool. So that should be fun to watch. Um, so I just I I'm just pissed that we don't get games this week. The S and E podcast channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at S and Podcast at Gmail dot com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Danny, start the Leo movies whenever you're ready. Oh, right. Finally, finally see Pete's home run. Sweet. Uh, all right. Sorry. Um, all right. Tonight's top five of entertainment value for us. I think he's definitely in my top five actor pool. I don't know about the other guy, other two you guys. I'm sure he's up there because he's been around as long as we've been cognizant of movies, of actually real movies that are not kids' movies. Um, and they're fourth. So we're going to give our top five list, list of Leo movie, Leonardo DiCaprio movies. There was a lot of them to go through. Um, first off, I'm going to go with my number five. I'm going to go with Catch Me If You Can. I mentioned this uh, last week with Tom Hanks movies. And it was just a fun, wholesome movie where Leonardo DiCaprio was just going through hijinks and pretty much fraudulent throughout the whole movie. Tom Hanks was looking to catch him throughout the whole movie. And it's just one of those those solid, fun movies that just it was fun. Uh, Leonardo as Frank Abigail Jr. And it's just... A lot of star-studded movies, well, obviously with Hanks, Christopher Walken, Amy Adams, and Martin Sheen, just to name a few. So that's my number five. Uh, whoever wants to go next is uh, go for it. All right. I went number five um, was Romeo and Juliet. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, uh, wow. I haven't watched that one in a while. I haven't watched it in a while, and then it was actually on a couple weeks ago, and I ended up watching it, so it made me remember about that one. Um, that was, like, the first movie I ever saw of him being that lovey, lovey guy. That fun-loving guy. Um, just just being Romeo in that movie, it was always one of my favorite books growing up, so getting to watch that movie, especially because it's like different. it's not basically based back in the day. Like most Romeo and Juliet movies, it's more of like a '90s Romeo and Juliet movie, like right, it should be, right. like a modern. Oh no. yeah, yeah. Very, so very it made it nice. a lot better um, to me. So Romeo and Juliet number five. Uh, my number five is a recent one. I guess it's his most recent movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know what's funny? I was talking to my friend about it. I didn't get to watch it yet. Still I, I heard mixed things, but it's, go ahead. If you like Tarantino, it's it's a Tarantino movie. It's very, you know, it's it's the same style as the rest of them. Very good movie. Him and Brad Pitt are, are awesome together. And, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he got a lot of praise for it. I think he got nominated for it this past year, and it's just 
it's an awesome role. He's as like a kind of like a broken down actor, old west actor, um, and he pulls it off really well. Okay, yeah, I haven't gotten to it. Uh, I heard mixed reviews, like I mentioned, but my one friend, just like you, because I usually he's usually my movie go to guy, so I usually practice off him of what his top list is throughout the whatever topic we're doing and he had it as as well so yeah i have to i have to sp- find time to watch it at yeah. some point i mean it's a lot i mean it's like it's like almost three hours typical long, tarantino movie. sure yeah but it's <laughs> definitely i would say it's worth it all right my number four i think it's more of leo's coming out party to being an a-list actor uh, and it has to be titanic him being jack so iconic uh, it's one of the highest grossing movie, grossing movies of all time. It, 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 he was just spectacular in that movie. He was a great lead role. And that's when everybody was like, okay, we see Leo. Leo can be something more than just a guy that hacks here and there. He, he's Hollywood. You know what I mean? He can be the face of Hollywood and everybody wow. wouldn't argue about it. So Titanic is my number four. Okay. Strictly okay. because it was his coming out party. Okay, okay. Um so my number four is actually Inception. Right. That movie was just mind blowingly amazing. Um anything he does with Christopher Nolan is always going to be incredible. Um, Christopher Nolan, one of my favorite directors. It's literally he he either gonna be one of with one of three directors, in my opinion. Cameron, Nolan, and uh Quentin, right? Tarantino. Well no no it, well For the most you, part, no, most Scorsese of his movies too. Hmm? Scorsese, yeah. Oh yeah, Scorsese right. too. My bad, I apologize. Um Sorry. But yeah, um Inception was just just again mind blowing, keeping your mindset, realizing how crazy alternate like all these realities really are and how much how real a dream really feels right so that's my number four i'll get into more inception is later on my list yeah Um, inception's my number three so my number four and this was tough between three and four i i I had a hard not a hard time but i was just deciding whether i was going by like the movie itself or his role in the movie so i kind of did it both this one, my number four is The Departed. And wow, I, number four? I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I this is to me my favorite movie of his. Probably okay. sec- actually, yeah, yeah, uh, second favorite movie I would say that he's in. But like role wise, because there's so many other people in the movie, I I guess it to me it like knocked it down a little bit. And I think the other three roles that I have ahead of it. Are just you know overall better acting, but obviously the departed. Wow. by Danny's reaction is is higher on his list, and it's an all time great movie, like you said, uh, Scorsese, right? Yeah, yeah, and just you know one of the all time great, I guess, mob movie. You can call it a mob movie, sort of Irish right. mob movie. It it's an Irish mob movie. Yeah, but. Um, I mean, he just had a small. I mean, it's not a. Well, no, I, I don't say small. He it was the second it's main not a, character of the movie, right? But it's a small because it's Damon and all. You know, obviously Jack. He Nicholson had a big enough role. Wahlberg. Yeah, a big enough role where I'd say it's his movie, but it's kind of him and Damon. 
Okay. Wow. Danny's right. clearly right. upset by my pick. Number no, three. I was just shocked. I thought it would you be everybody's suck, top then. three list. I thought it was everybody's top three list, top two. <laughs> but wow. All right, number four. four. All right, my number three. Uh, Steve mentioned it. Inception. Wow. Just, just, just like what the fuck. Uh, you're just you have to watch that movie multiple times just to understand what's going on in that movie. But once you understand what's going on in that movie. You fall in love with it, like you mentioned before, with Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, during that period and overall, is a very good director and just gets it. You know what I mean? And he and he has a lot of people also in this movie that felt right in this movie that helps Leo become what Leo is today. Another one, an honorable mention based on Inception also, is Shutter Island. If you haven't yes, that, that was also on my... That was also a Scorsese movie. Yep. Also a... Uh, honorable mention for that one. Right. Um. So my number three was Danny mentioned earlier was Titanic. Um. That was that first movie where you set. It was basically a perfect setup for the future of Avatar, where you had to watch it, but you had, but I couldn't watch it in theaters. I knew I was going right. to see it in theaters. Um. You watch it at home, you have to be able to pause it, and, you know, that came out on VHS before anything else, so... And it, ha- it came out in two, two, or yeah. three ches- two or three cassettes. That yeah. was the craziest part of it. Long-ass movie. It was a long-ass movie, but it was a great long-ass movie. So, that's my number three, Titanic. Just, and, you know, that song will forever be forever great. Right. Uh, okay, my number three. This is where I go more toward his, I guess, his pure acting. I, I, I don't think any of you are going to have this on here. Number by number three is, is Django Unchained. Has honorable been, mention. Honestly, honorable mention. But honestly, I I had it until I remembered uh, Catch Me If You Can. So that was a last minute change. But go ahead, Ben. Right. He, that would have been four or five, not number three. The movie's like good. I mean, most Tarantino movies kind of have like a floor of like I like them at least this kind of much. They're all at least like a good rating. But he was just uh, his you know accent and his kind of you don't know if he's a good guy or bad guy the whole time. Oh, time out, you can't say he was. He's a a bad guy. He's a bad guy. (laughs) Let's uh, we're we're anti-slave podcast. We're very anti-slave, but like (laughs) there is that whole. Okay, not good guy or bad guy, but bad guy or really bad guy is kind of what okay, I Okay, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. That was better. Like, well, you know what I mean. Like, there no, was... I know, but other people won't. Yes, that like tension of the moment between him and, and, and uh, Christoph Waltz and Jamie, and, uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, not a good guy, but definitely <laughs> totally bad guy. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought his performance in that was great. So that's my number three. All right. All right. Before we move forward, then number two is hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Both of you need to check the group yep. chat. They released the Toon oh. Squad jerseys for Space Jam. Ew! Is this legitimate? Bleacher Report. It's so from it Uninterrupted, which is LeBron's thing. LeBron. Ew. Yikes. I'm shocked Nike didn't sponsor it. I mean, they'll suck. <laughs> so you can't... We went over this that 
the logo is like different. Fine, right? but it's not because it's off centered now to the looks of his our right, his left. Right, but like the original. Like the, are the we Space recording Jam. this or? Yeah, we're, we're recording this. Oh, okay. the, the right. Space Jam logo is like the well, the movie is not like a regular the logo that it was with the Looney Tune circle in it. But now the movie has that. The, the jersey has that in it. I don't know. This looks like crap. And that's weird. He's wearing number six instead of twenty-three right now. Let's just make any. I mean, how long has he been doing this movie? <laughs> no, he was. He was definitely he a cat. The movie he's definitely out. Yeah. Okay, he hasn't worn he six in quite some time. You know what? The Toon Squad retired twenty-three, so he had to wear. Oh, clearly in the movie, it's going to be retired. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Oh. It's gonna be hanging in the rain. Bugs is gonna be like, bro, you can't wear twenty. Got blown, Vincent. Wow, good call on that. Can you imagine Bugs is just like, excuse me, sir. There will be none of that number twenty-three here. I, I so I mean, obviously it's the bronze movie, but I want somebody to hijack it and just call a timeout with like ten seconds left and put put MJ in for a LeBron. See if MJ comes off the bench to just. I want to be interested to see who's gonna be the Bill Murray of this movie. If it's Jonah not Bill Hill. Murray, is there a point it's to gonna, it? It's going to be Kevin Hart. Probably. Oh, it's got to be Kevin Hart. You're right. It should just be Bill Murray. Um, who did they say? <laughs> was it Kevin Hart is doing a remake? Of, of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. Yeah. With yeah, who was? Company. Will Smith. Right. Will Smith and Kevin Hart are going to do I'm, I'm intrigued. I won't lie. Yeah. Let's see. I, I like the I like the Jumanji movies. So. I did enjoy the Jumanji movies. I'm intrigued. You also haven't really seen Will Smith do anything in a long time, so. Well, they brought back. Yeah, they brought back Bad Boys left. Yeah, yeah, but that was like a we need money. Oh, I, I agree. And I agree. Lawrence definitely needed money for himself. that. Was, he was the clone of himself. He was. It was like the action movie. It wasn't very good, but yeah, oh, I, I remember it, that. But yeah, but that one was like a flop. So. I didn't like it, but it, I watched it. <laughs> anyway, we're on to number number two. My number, number two, two. Yeah. is Wolf of Wall Street. Just everything. Leo, this was the movie that obviously Leo was Leo. Like, he was the main star of this movie. And it just, it was just out of control. Awesome from the first moment of the movie to the end of the movie between just certain quirks of what he was with Jordan Belfort and just the amount of drugs and sex and just the absurdity of this movie to, of what's going on. And the funny thing with, with this was the movie came out when I first started working at, at where I'm at now. And I'm right in the financial district. Obviously I'm not doing anything financial, but it would be like, oh, I know where that is. I know what that is. That was the first time I was able to like pick pieces of like, oh, I know where that is. Oh, okay, I see that. I know where that building is, type of thing. So that that was pretty cool with me as well. But I'm sure I'm sure Steve will have it in his top two. I don't know about Finn, but um, Wolf of Wall Street definitely number number two on my book. Um, number two in my book was Departed. Vin basically hit it on the on the nail before. Just a between Leo and the rest of that cast, that was like that was ideally our Goodfellas cast. 
Right. If you really want to look at it as a mob movie, that was our, like, our dad's, that was Goodfellas. Like, Goodfellas, don't get me wrong, one of the classics, love that movie. But all those actors were more of our father's generation actors. Well, The Departed was all of our generation, basically. With all the younger guys. And it was just incredible. All around performances, especially Leo. Um, one of my favorite movies I've ever seen of his. So that's why it's number two. Right. Yeah. Um, my number two is Inception. We mentioned it before. I mean, it's just... One of those that you have to watch multiple times because you don't know exactly what happened the first time. Um, but he's and he's really anything Christopher Nolan, like I said, with Tarantino, Christopher Nolan, the same thing kind of has like a, a floor that I'm going to like it pretty much. And Leo's kind of one of his guys, so I'm pretty much will see anything with him. But yeah, Inception, great movie, great role. Not much else to say. Yeah, fair enough. All right, my number one is obviously The Departed. Uh, for the same reasons you guys said, it was just a home run, grand slam, home run in the park, and he, him being the co-lead in that movie, him basically being the undercover cop, to also finding out that Matt Damon's character was the rat in the movie. Just it was just kept you, kept you on the your the seat of your pants, seam of your pants, and just at the edge of your seat. Just like what the fuck's going on in this movie? Like Jack Nicholson was fantastic in this movie, and like Steve mentioned with the, uh, with his number two, it was our generation's version, a Scorsese mobster movie. That what Godfather? I'm uh, not Godfather. Goodfellas is with uh, the generation before us. That obviously we all were alive when Goodfellas came about, but we were obviously way, 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 way too young to know when it first came out um but um it was a phenomenal movie i actually watched it last night just because i haven't seen it in like 10 years and i'm i wanted to rewatch it for the first time in 10 years and just be in love with it like i did the first time i watched it so uh departed number one for me okay so um my number one one of the most fun movies ever watched wolf of wall street Jordan Belfort, and I even listen a lot of times to The Wolf's Den, the podcast by Jordan Belfort. And yeah, okay, like what he did was stupid, but really all he did wrong was money, was the way he spent his money and the way he basically laundered right. the money in a way. Um, but yeah, he was just a salesman and like his history and just being able to take it. I actually just recently purchased the book that has to do with the that created the movie that he wrote while he was in jail um so i'm looking forward to reading that soon um but yeah wolf of wall street just again another great cast movie um yeah him and jonah him and jonah and like just all the drugs and alcohol and the partying and everything and um i was watching danny you mentioned movies uh whatever you guys do do not watch Maggie Robbie in the Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> and also, okay. Course, and also, of course, and it just came out on HBO. Yeah, that's why I watched it. HBO. I saw it was on HBO, so that's why I watched it's it. It's bad. So bad, so terribly bad. I um, have told you that. But again, also, Coach I mean, Taylor, then 
Coach Taylor is great in that movie. <laughs> Coach Taylor trying to take him down. Leo throwing the money at him when he's walking off the when Coach Taylor is walking right. off the boat. And then Matthew McConaughey in the beginning of the movie. Pounding his uh-huh. chest. It's just like a huge thing all throughout everything now. Yeah, people use it all the time. But I, it's my number one as well. It's, it's, yeah, it's just... Them. I, like you said, the McConaughey. And the whole scene, we've, we've used it ad nauseum. Our whole culture is using it ad nauseum. Yeah. Like when uh, where our key free agent stays and uh, returns or resigns with right. our team. Oh do the, we ain't fucking leaving. And that's yeah. what, uh, speaking in full circle with the Islanders, that's what Anders Lee did yep. last, uh, when he returned. So Anders Lee. Uh, Clay Thompson did it when he resigned. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah it's, I mean, it's become almost old hat at this point. Right. Uh, yeah, like I said, Wolf of Wall Street is my number one, all those scenes. Um, I think this was the point. Like, you can go through his whole filmography and be like, right. Inception, yeah, should have won for that. Even Great Gatsby, I'm not a huge fan. And, and we didn't even won. mention we we all haven't men- didn't even mention the Reverend, and that was right. the movie he won his Oscar in. Right. So that to me, Wolf of Wall Street was the point. Like, okay, it's uh, I looked it up. McConaughey won for Dallas Buyers Club, which I've never seen. McConaughey is great too, but like that movie got to the point where okay, you got to be kidding me. Like this is getting ridiculous. Right. And obviously, and, and then the next yeah, his next real movie was Revenant, and he won. And I right. think it was, so everybody agreed. It was like that. That, that was a, that was a makeup call, yeah. That right. Was a... That was the makeup call, for sure. Because he should have won for one of them that we've mentioned. Right. Even J- Django, like, but even though it's kind of, I don't know, supporting maybe. I guess he's the lead. I don't know. Nah, uh, that was one hundred percent supporting. Right. Like yeah, I guess that Jamie was Jamie Fox. Fox's movie. Did he, did he win? He might. Jamie Fox might have won Best Actor for that movie. I don't remember. So like, but even best supporting role, he's never. I mean, he could have gotten nominated for that. I don't think he did. But I'm just looking this up really quick. Also, what people don't know, no, he he didn't even get nominated. Jimmy Fox. Wow, Christoph Waltz won best supporting actor in that. That's movie. right. Um, McConaughey he won the and Wolf... best actor award. <laughs> the the McConaughey um, chest pounding scene in Wolf that. of Wall Street was actually mm-hmm. a scene where they just kept rolling. Yeah, it was like in the script. He, something he does. Yeah, like normal. That's but, a normal him getting ready for a role to do, and then they just like he started talking about it inside while while they were sitting there in the restaurant. So they just kept the camera rolling, and they're like, "Okay, this is perfect." Well, before back to Django, Tarantino did write uh, won the award for best original screenplay. Right. So, and he won the Golden Glove, so he swept that that both both awards. Right, but so Leo was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for a Globe, though, for that movie. Right, and Christopher Waltz won the Best Supporting. Yeah, which is, yeah. So, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, I mean, obviously, is one of the best. Charlotte Island, we mentioned it before, Charlotte Island was another, oh my god, we're such assholes. Wow. What did we forget? None of us put Gangs of New York in. Oh, no. shit. I forgot about Gangs of New York. It wasn't one of my you top know, five. But again, that's another one that's not yeah. to me. I think of Gangs of New York, I think of Daniel Day-Lewis. That's right, my right, movie. right, right. But that was, oh, man, that's obviously but a he's good... He's very good in Gangs of New York. That's another early one, too. Like, we were talking about Titanic. is yeah. Breaking. Like, that might be, like, the first movie I saw him in. I mean, obviously, I saw Titanic, but, like, 
And Gatsby was pretty good as well. Decent right. as well. The Aviator even is a pretty good one, too. Yeah. Blood Diamond we didn't mention. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were just talking Matthew McConaughey, and I was like, hey, maybe we could do a new list for him. Did you guys know he was in Angels in the Outfield, Matthew McConaughey? Yes, 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 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally uh, looking through his list of movies. I'm like, Matthew McConaughey? Wait, what? Yes, he's a center fielder. He's uh, Ben Williams, the guy's name. Yep, right. Ben Williams. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, he was the one that was going to die. Good. Yeah. No, Tony Danza was going to die. Oh, don't, sorry. Tony Danza was going to die. You're right. That movie's that, that's just a good movie. <laughs> I think Adrian Brody's in that movie, too. Oh, yeah. There's, there's yeah, a lot of There's like, one of the oh, young kids, right? Well, I think he's like the shortstop or something. Like, there's just it's just young actors as the players. Yeah, Adrian Brody is Danny Hammerlin. Yeah, he's the one that hits the ball, and then it, like, like the guy swings his glove around and hits everybody, and the ball is just flying around the infield. Right. It's like one of the first angel things they do. I've watched that movie, so I, that's an, that's one that like as a kid I just watched on repeat. So good. All right. Anything else, boys? No. Anything just enjoy else? your uh, playoffs, playoff hockey and basketball, and hopefully they might get get rolling. Look out for some new podcasts coming soon. Uh, Fast Break guys are coming back. Talk about the bubble. Uh, Jay's coming up soon with a new uh, Summer Sam preview. And, of course, Cooking with Angel every week on the SMB Podcast. Drink it, boy.